Okay, cool. So first, uh, I'm going to introduce Chelio Bordine. Hi, Chelio. Hi, nice to see you again. And then uh, I'm happy to have guest Isabel, and she's amazing art with the full symbolism, animals, very, very powerful. Yes, nice very powerful. So for Instagram, um, Chelio Bordine will be on Facebook Live, uh, transforming the energy of our chat into his work of perception art, um, which will be part of the episode on our YouTube channel, Humanizing the Icon. So on Instagram, you will not see him, but um, you will see me and Isabel. And we'll let Chelio uh, get going on his work. He's, um, he's from Italy, and he was an artist in the exhibition called Humanizing the Icon that we curated um, during the Venice Biennale. And that's where this show was birthed and then came to life during the pandemic. Um, all right, go for it, Chelio, and we'll talk to you. See you later. See you later, yes. Okay. All right. So you can, you know, look in the computer, look in your phone, wherever you want. You have an audience <laughs> on both sides. But don't don't worry about it. Like you look great on both screens. <laughs> oh, I get it. There's like two different. Um, they're totally different, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're interdimensional, which is like perfect. <laughs> Pretty radical. <laughs> I know. So, um, Isabel, it's really nice to meet you because we're actually meeting for the first time. Yeah, it is. And uh, I was, uh, I, I found you on, or I shouldn't, I, I kind of just discovered you on Instagram um, through maybe Alana Fairchild. Are you, yeah, I think I, she had posted some of your art and I was really mesmerized. And when I saw it, I was like, I feel like she's humanizing the icon of the human, of the feminine, of, um, something really innate um so i wanted to mm. just chat with you like really just openly chat um about mm. your work and your journey and anything that comes up <laughs> oh i can't hear you oh i can hear you can you hear me now Wait, i can't hear you it's cutting out for a minute okay yeah like now just the, just I, maybe it was the connection yeah it was just the last, like the last few words you said. Okay, I was just saying that um, I'm excited to um, talk to you about your work and your <laughs> journey. So cool. yeah. first of all, where are you? Tell us where you are in the world. I am on a magical island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, it's one of the Hawaiian islands, I'm on Kauai and it's, um, a really powerful, beautiful, very sacred, special place. <laughs> it's a tropical island. That sounds incredible. And um, how, so yeah, give us a little backstory. How did you end up there? How did I end up in Kauai? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you a short story because um, it could be really long. And I have, <laughs> a, <laughs> I have kind of a thing where I'll go off on tangents so you can keep me on track. Um, okay, no problem. <laughs> I ended up in Kauai. Um, I came to marry this man from Chile. Mm -hmm. 
um, I was going to get married to him. And um, so I came here and he bought me a ticket and um, <laughs> this probably sounds pretty funny, but it, 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 it was an interesting thing. He bought me a ticket and he gave me a place to stay. And, um, and that's how I came to Kauai the first time. Okay. So what happened to the guy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he ended up moving um, to a different island and I ended up um, meeting the man who became the father of my children, um, who he was working for. And um, then I, yeah. And then I just, I kind of was back and forth the first, I think six years um, of being in Kauai, I was back and forth between South America and Kauai. And then, um, and then I decided I just wanted to be here like more solidly here on Kauai. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good place to live, especially to raise children. Hmm. That's beautiful. And, um, in terms of your art, so when did you start that journey? Well, I think ever since I was just a child, I always was just gravitated towards art and towards drawing and painting. And so it's since forever, I've always been doing art, but I started taking it. um, Well, I started getting really into painting in high school and then, um, and then I started taking my art to the next level and like, you know, really, really putting all my energy into it when I just kind of had to do that because I was trying to make money. And, um, I was at a point in my life where I really couldn't hold a normal job. Um, I had experienced, um, malaria and dengue at the same time. I was live. I moved to Latin America as a teenager. Um, and I was living in Guatemala for a year later on and I got really, really, really sick and I was in the hospital for um, like, um, you know, weeks. And then I I came back to California and I was still experiencing um, panic attacks and um, really just like a lack of being able to function. And so I wasn't able to, like I was used to working many different kinds of jobs, waiting tables and doing all kinds of things. And I got to a point where I couldn't, like I could not, my nervous system and my neurological system and my body were, were just going through so much um, lost you. from the illnesses. Can you hear me? Mm-mm. No. Hmm. I think on the Instagram. I can't hear you either. Oh, wait. Can you hear me now? No. Okay. So turn up your computer. Can you hear me? Turn up your laptop, your computer. Take this out. Turn up your the volume on your computer. Just the computer? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. Can people on Instagram still hear us? If I think they can because now they can hear 
you through my computer. So maybe leave out your headset. Okay. And just okay. okay. So you were saying that um, you could hold different types of jobs. That's kind of where I lost you. Oh, but it I was getting harder. Yeah. So after I I experienced you know being really really extremely ill. Um, my body was really affected by it. it. It really affected my nervous system and my neurological system. And so I was experiencing panic attacks and um, a lot of like physiological symptoms and also like neurological things going on where I actually couldn't really function in society and I couldn't really um, hold any sort of normal job. Um, it was so extremely difficult that I just, I just was like, I just have to sell my art. I have to make a living as an artist. And that was the first time that I really put all of my energy into just making a living as an artist. Wow. And um, that was when I was 24. It was a little bit before I moved to Kauai. And then I moved to Kauai and, um, and I got pregnant and we moved back down to South America and I became a mother and um, I was in a very abusive relationship. And um, I kind of had stopped doing much art um, when I had my first baby. And um, when she was three years old, I, I decided it was time to make a move and like really get out of that relationship. And I went to, from South America to California. Um, and I just, I had a little three-year-old, so I couldn't work a job again. You know, I was a lot more healed, but I couldn't... Um, do much other than my art because I had this three-year-old. So I just started selling my art on the streets of Santa Cruz for about nine months. I was just like a street artist on the, um, on the downtown Santa Cruz with my daughter. And I would sell my paintings, like most of the paintings that are in the Alana Fairchild and mine's Oracle deck, the Earth Warrior um, deck. Mm -hmm. Those paintings, like I was, I was selling on the side of the road with like, you know, next to the homeless people and the crackheads and all kinds of people. And I, and I would sell them for like 50 bucks, original paintings. And, wow. and now these are the paintings of the Earth Warrior um, Oracle deck. Wow. How did you meet Alana now I'm veering? I didn't meet her actually. I was contacted by Blue Angel Publishing and um, that was like five years ago and they reached out and they wanted to create this Oracle deck with her as the author and they just wanted to license 44 images of mine. 44. Such yeah. a powerful number. <laughs> yeah, there's 44 images in that deck. So good. And so how would you, in your words, describe your art? Like, to somebody who's just like, what kind of art do you do? Just in layman's kind of terms. Yeah. Well, I never really knew how to describe my art to people. Um, and I think like visionary art is now a term, but like seven years ago, like that wasn't really a term that people used very much. There wasn't even like really that genre of art. Mm -hmm. um, but now I guess I would say it's visionary art, but I describing it with words is not something that's easy for me. I think that it kind of describes itself by just, um, by being what it is, you know? How do you feel about the word like channel? 
like to be a channel because I'm sure that comes up. I mean, when I see your work, it feels like you used a term that I also feel very connected to, which is like wisdom keeper. Hmm. And when we were on the phone and um, that's what I feel like literally viscerally when I'm looking at your work is some kind of like very ancient, almost code and uh, imagery coming through you. That's a feeling that I got. Totally. Yeah. That's definitely um, resonant with what I feel as well. And it's also what I hear from a lot of um, people, you know, on a daily basis, I get messages and um, stuff like comments and messages from people through social media or through emails or through all the different means. And, um, and that's, that's pretty much what I hear. And um, I do definitely think that there's, well, I know that there's something so much bigger than me, mm -hmm. than my personal little human self that's working through me when I'm painting. Mm -hmm. And um, and then also like I've worked really hard to grow as an artist. Like I really dedicate myself to creating art, no matter how hard it is to like keep creating with whatever's going on in my life. Like I really just I keep doing it, and and it takes care of me, and it's um, it's a labor of love, like really really deep love. Like I feel like if I wasn't painting, I would be like abandoning my children. Mm -hmm. I, feel like I have to do. It's not necessarily fun. It's not like, woo, <laughs> it's amazing. The feeling, like when I'm in the flow, the feeling that I feel is, it's just like, you know, direct communion with God or goddess or spirit, whatever you want to call that, mm -hmm. that mana, that energy. It's like, it's very like, pure direct connection and um and i think these images they're meant to come through they're supposed to come through for reasons that are beyond my even you know comprehension but i start to learn as i get the feedback from people like oh this is really affecting people in a positive way so mm. it, it makes sense like why i feel so like it's so important because before i was really sharing my art with anyone um, you know, they're piling up in garages or in different like shacks around the world and around Latin America and where I was living and, um, and, and, and I didn't, I didn't know like, why am I like so passionate about like, I have to be doing this. Like when these paintings are just like, I don't even know what to do with them. You know, like I, I'm this passionate about drawing pictures. Like that does not make rational sense. But it was just, it's like a feeling, you know? Like a calling, really, of sorts. Yeah. Like. Um, and so, to me, your images do feel iconic. Um, like, archetypally and uh, symbolically, you know? I mean, that word is definitely open for interpretation. Um, I've been fascinated about that word because by definition, it means image. It's like a button you push on on a computer, like the icon. It's also, people think of popular culture and fame, but I also think of mythology and uh, symbols. The kind of started once I cracked open the paradigm, it's like almost everything is an icon, you know? And I was exploring 
how do I feel about idolization? You know, what, and, and, and that's actually a question I wanted to ask you. And then also kind of turning it around and going, do you see the human as the icon in terms of how you're exploring symbology and how it's reflected back to you? I mean, I'm asking a lot right now. So what do you feel when you hear these words humanizing the icon? And do you see these images as iconic kind of portals? Yeah, that's a lot. It's all really beautiful. Um, okay, the first question that you're asking me is, do I see the human as icon? Um, I see like bits and pieces of, of humans, you know, like everybody has these beautiful, amazing superpowers and putting all those bits and pieces together is like iconic, I guess, and beautiful. Um, and we are nature. We are nature. And so we're life. And so we're God. And we are just like pure divinity. And when I say the word God, I'm not necessarily using that in a religious sense, although it can be also. But um, it's more broad than that. I'm, I'm more speaking from just like, you know, when I say the word God, I'm, I'm speaking of the, the great magic of what this life is and beyond mm -hmm. pure love <laughs> it's kind of um broad i guess but um beautiful what was the and then the other question was do i see in my paintings that they're like, icons like yeah the symbology as icons unto themselves almost like paradigms or microcosms yeah, well, it, so when I'm painting, it's not really like a, um, like a rational thought process of like, I'm going to paint this person and it's going to symbolize this and it's going to have like, it, I don't think about it. It's really like intuitive hits I get, like feels, like I don't even know what a painting is going to look like. I have no idea until it's done and I'm always shocked like whoa like where did that even come from and, and see right there that shock feels iconic because it's something that's reflected back to you yeah yeah so then after a painting then I and then I can see I can see archetype and I can see mythology and I can see um a lot of things that that are more things that I don't see, but I feel throughout the process in a non um, like cerebral way. You know, it's more like the, the, the art is birthed from my heart. And so then later I can like put words to it and categories and this and that, you know, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's an experiential process that's not rational that's coming through you and then you're able to um reflect on it like once it's produced once it's birthed yeah exactly that's it <laughs> and so 
just kind of relating to the time we're in as a collective like how has this like last year been for you personally and artistically and what do you think the meaning is in terms of like the shift we're really going through it feels like yeah yeah I go through waves of different different feels and thoughts with it all mm -hmm. um I might have a different answer today than I had yesterday or than I will have tomorrow. Like I'm really um, just remaining open and um, learning. And I think it's really important that we just always come back to love. And um, artistically through these times, I feel, I always feel inspired. I don't feel less or more inspired. I feel like what's happening now is something that I could already feel was we were moving towards something crazy like these times that we're in like even years ago like i feel like this is like duh like, yeah i don't know i just i'm like this and and one thing i do think is <laughs> this is the beginning of the madness and the shifts and the um really really just like mind-blowing changes that we're going to be seeing on this planet and maybe even beyond this planet you know i don't know i'm i kind of keep my my realm on this planet <laughs> there's a lot of people talking about all these other planets and star systems and things that are affecting us and the world and that's that's totally you know interesting but i'm not really as um prone to go off into that that realm of thought you know I'm more just here on this earth and um it's wild times for sure and like I think everybody in their own little microcosm is living through a lot of intensity and I can definitely like I feel really aligned and really really happy and powerful and inspired and excited and like like good for the most part and then I can feel these waves of like the collective fear Mm -hmm. I can feel that in my heart it comes in and um and that's why I feel like I'm almost more inspired right now to um to like be like um to use my life as something that can help you know inspire and awaken um awaken inspiration and creativity and love and joy and um positive change <laughs> yes i'm i'm on that mission with you <laughs> yes i know you are um oh i put do not disturb on my phone and for some reason it still disturbs um it's a new phone for me i don't understand these things but um so okay love and joy oh i know so in terms of our phone conversation and just kind of speaking about the so-called spiritual communities <laughs> around the world. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel truly about like the movements that you're witnessing and, and the effect? Because this show, Humanizing the Icon, which has had authors and scientists and artists and different people on, um, people have been very candid about really what they see as um, potentially just destructive, which doesn't always, doesn't have to mean bad. It's like, we're, we are going through a process, but 
I like that. So it doesn't have to be taken as judgment. It's more like observation and, yeah. and, your, and your truth. You know, what do you see and feel about this all? <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of everything. You know, I mean, there's so many different things happening. And like, I guess I don't feel totally completely resonant with a lot of like, quote unquote, like, the spiritual community. Um, there's a lot of fluff and a lot of fakeness and a lot of ego for sure. And all of that, um, that uh, I don't know. I'm like, am I just a rare breed or like, I'm not like really into like cacao ceremonies, for example. Or like, you know, and it's not like I'm against other people doing these things, but I just feel like, uh, you know, sometimes like alternative communities or um, groups can almost start mimicking exactly what they're trying to not be, which is like following each other like sheep almost and just like um, not thinking for themselves. Like when I think of like spirituality and and spiritual community, I'm thinking of like authenticity and being really true to your soul and like coming from like this, like really pure raw place. And so when I see the um, people not thinking for themselves and, and just kind of following trends without really coming from their own true self, it's like, that, that, that is exactly what I would think we're, but if I don't even really know how to say it, like what we should not be doing, I want to say, but like, um, like what people are trying to escape from, they become almost, mm -hmm. by, um, I mean, I guess the human just wants to feel accepted and loved and feel like they have, like, we want to feel like we have a place on, in this world, you know? And so we follow these things, but um, I really think that the magic and the medicine is following your own heart and like really, really thinking for yourself and, and coming up with your own unique ways. And then, I don't know, there's a lot of beauty too in like the spiritual community and um, things that are happening right now. I think that there's a lot of men who are coming into their, um, their sensitivity and, and their divine masculine. And I'm seeing a lot of young men like really just embodying like um, the ability to be more expressive and more um, vulnerable, which I don't think men could do as much before. And so that is beautiful. A lot of women coming together and um, the divine feminine energy like rising and awakening. And um, so there's both, there's everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wasn't, I, I couldn't really just describe when I was saying the more like negative things I see, I, I'm not sure if I was really expressing that the way I was trying to, I'm, I don't know. It's hard for me to put into words. Yeah. I mean, I understand this desire for authenticity. How do you define that word? That's actually been a, um, in this other, uh, concept I'm directing as a filmmaker um we, we we're exploring that word <laughs> and it's interesting to kind of hear because like yeah. I started having an aversion to that word at some point and I don't anymore 
but I realized it was because it was sort of all over the map and mm -hmm. it gets to what you're saying of like, well, what do people mean when they talk about authenticity? Because I really love what you said. It's like following your soul. Yeah. Um, and if somebody said to you like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> like, what would you say? How do I do that? Well, you just, you don't have to do anything. It's the mm -hmm. most natural thing in the world. You mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. you just, well, I guess people have layers and layers of conditioning and it's really like being your authentic self is really just what you are. It's like a child, like, mm -hmm. and then you can see as humans grow, they get more and more, um, conditioned and like sensitized to this culture and the, all these systems that we have in place, like school and, um, all of them, you know, like everything is kind of a system unless you're just living in the Amazon rainforest. But like, I see my son who's two and a half and he is just so pure, you know, like he is authentic. That is authenticity. Like he is, if he's mad and upset, he'll throw himself on the floor and just like scream, you know, or if he's happy, he's just like squealing and excited. And when he's, likes a food he shoves it in his face and it's all over him and like mm. he's just so pure when he's tired he'll just pass out on the couch in like the middle of a conversation yeah I get really inspired by children and um I really really enjoy being around children because they are so authentic so I don't know maybe being around children could help older people reconnect and and I think doing art can and I've been hearing a lot of people talking about like well how do you get out how do you get over the fear of like you know you want to create something but you're afraid that it's not going to be good enough or people aren't going to like it or i want to share my art or my music or this or that but i'm afraid people how they're going to take it and like i would just say like really like if you're creating from your heart and from your soul like really for you and and from you people are gonna there, there's going to be people who connect with it and there might be people that don't connect with it. And it's not even about that. But if you're really creating from your soul, then it's going to be beautiful regardless of who connects with it. And it's going to feel good and it's going to be healing to you mm -hmm. and it's going to be healing to somebody else too. Absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> um, in terms of like your son throwing himself down when he's angry, this has also been something, um, I've been learning for myself is valuing the emotional experience that like, as you're saying, especially in our culture, it's the culture I can really speak the most educated on is um, we don't value the emotional experience. We're, we're taught to go to your room, stop doing that. Um, and we carry a lot that's unprocessed, um, let's say. And so how do you honor, um, and we'll speak of your child, but this could be anybody in your life or, or yourself. Like, how do you honor your, these waves of emotion um, without wanting to dull them or fix them or whatever? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because we have been trained as a culture to, that like being, being unhappy is 
there's something wrong with you. Like if you feel unhappy, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that is such a sad thing because unhappiness is actually part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, and when I say I feel really good in my life, I'm not saying I feel, I, maybe I did use the word happy and I want to correct that. Like, I don't feel happy all the time. I feel aligned. It's mm-hmm. something deeper than happiness. I feel sad sometimes. I feel all kinds of emotions and like I cry on a daily basis, but it doesn't mean I'm like not deeply content and like aligned with my life and my soul. It's, it's normal and natural. As long as we're in a human body, we're going to feel these emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that the, just allowing them to flow through us, like cry, like, um, my acupuncturist was telling me about, um, a really great exercise for anger, like getting a bag of rice and you take it somewhere where people, cause you know, another thing is anger and these things, they're, they're not socially accepted. So if somebody sees you smacking, you're supposed to get the bag of rice, take it somewhere where no one's going to see you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted and you get sticks and you pound it. You pound the rice yes. and you, and with each pound you go, Oh, Oh, Oh. And you're like, you really like from the core of your solar plexus, you're making these noises and you're releasing the anger and the rice absorbs it. But when I've gone through really angry phases in my life, I've gone to the beach and I'll get driftwood and wood and I run and I'll smash the wood down on other pieces of wood as hard as I can. And I know some people might think I'm crazy. Uh That's the price, but I think that, you know, the more that we can start being these expressive, natural humans that we are, the more it might become socially accepted. And the more we're trying to hide our true nature, we're not doing anyone a favor, you know? Yeah. We're making everyone else feel uncomfortable as well. Everyone has these emotions. Everyone has these, this want and need to express. And if we don't, it builds up in our body. It builds up in our mind. It turns into mental illness, physical illness all these things. And so in relationship to other humans, like, do you express in the like peak of an emotion or do you oh. aim to process? On That's your- not a good idea. Ex- when you, if you try to talk to somebody when you're really upset <laughs> or yeah. if, even if you write like a, a post on social media, when you're in your fire, uh-huh. Something I have definitely done and I continue to do and I have to tell myself, no, 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 Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> or like even raising children, you know, like if, if my kids are doing something that's driving me completely crazy uh-huh. and I feel like a wild, ferocious tiger, like that is not the time to try and like talk about, you know, some discipline or some consequences because it could come out as like emotionally abusive. And so, yeah, it's really important to, to wait till you're calmed down. I think it, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you want like, to be smart, but, but the, it's really hard to like find your rationality when you're in like the fire of emotions. I'm an emotional person. So I have like, I have no earth in my chart. I'm just fire, water, air. And so I'm like, poof, like this, just like emotional moving storm wave all the time. Yes, I relate to that. I, I'm trying to cultivate more earth energy too. 
it's a practice and it's good to become aware of what we're not um what we don't hold is super strong and then strengthen it and bring people maybe into our life that have more of the um, elements that we want to call in or attributes. That's a good point. Yeah. Like who you align with, how you kind of like build your tribe, so to speak. Yeah. It's like we can all kind of help each other, but I love this, like ride the wave and then communicate. I, I put signs in my house like you know just just wait until you're calmed down to speak don't speak. yes because you can just get yourself into conflict and problems and drama <laughs> this is important though like people can sometimes mistake you know communicate after you ride the wave for repress the emotion. Mm. and it's not it's like to honor it and dance with it and embrace it and let it move through you yeah and then be able to communicate with another person mm-hmm. um that's interesting do you feel like you kind of harness some of these energies into your art like you oh, are yeah. able to move stuff through by your totally. creative process yeah it's it's very 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 healing for me like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my art. Can you explain to people why it's healing? That's a good question. Um, well, I think it's like, you know, you can hit a bag of rice and get out your anger. You can cry. You can do all these things to move things out. Some people talk about shaking to get trauma out of your body. You go into shaking like how animals do in the wild and humans are the only creatures that don't do that because it's not socially accepted. Um, it's like a proven scientific fact that shaking can release trauma. But, um, but with art, I think that there is, um, it can maybe get out like aspects of stuff that needs to move out of me or through me um, that nothing else could really get. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then maybe too, it's like, I mean, creating the, the art is, it's like half of the circle. But if I was only creating and all of my art was just piling up in attics, which it was for a long time years ago, that, that is not healing. Like you have to have the other half of the circle, which is, it's the co-creation. It's the receiving of what you're creating for me at least. And I don't know if that's true for everyone creating art, but I feel like I knew on some soul level that my art was meant to be received mm-hmm. by people. And, um, and until I really, you know, before Instagram and social media, I was really like, the only way I could really share it was on the streets. And that was a beautiful interaction. Um, and then with social media, it's, it's been really great. I think social media and the internet is an amazing, great tool. And it can also be used for great destruction and, you know, it's very addicting and all these things, but, but yeah, creating the art and then having it be received, it's like feeling seen maybe. Mm -hmm. And then the creative process and the vibrations of being in your bliss, even though it can be hard and torturous. Yeah. There's a level almost like a homeostasis or something that I feel as a filmmaker, artist or whatever, um, that no matter how torturous it is, I know I'm doing what I love. 
yeah. then I know I'm doing what I'm being called to do. Yeah. And when there's not that doubt, mm-hmm. there is something blissful, like under the storm. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's such a contribution to humanity. Mm-hmm. Just the process in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, totally. It's like a, it's almost like a meditative space where it's like, I do feel like that when I'm painting, it's like, I don't know, like anything else other than the fact that this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing in this moment. There's like nothing else that this body and this soul could be better used for in this moment. Mm. And I feel like that every time I'm creating art and I think everybody has something it might not be art in the sense of like painting or music or filmmaking or, uh, you know, everyone has their own unique gifts. And I think that when we're, when we're using or expressing those gifts, then that's when we're the most aligned with, um, with life. Yes, 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 yes. And I would like to figure out more how to like help people or, or, you know, guide other people to really know what exactly their gift is. Cause I see that's kind of like a big question for um, a lot of people who I talk to. It's like, they don't really know like, what, what is it? You know, like, what am I really supposed to be doing? A lot of people are feeling maybe a little bit lost and, um, and I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know what the answer is to tell people. So it's like really just being in yourself and peeling away the conditioning. Other than that, like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's kind of a mystifying question to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I really want to encourage people and inspire people to follow their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard to get to, I guess, what the heartbeat is when you have yeah. so much piled on top. Mm-hmm. and how to unravel and kind of deconstruct to where there's like that pure kind of guidance almost. Yeah. And a lot of people attribute um, purpose with like notoriety and like recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also to know that it's not that, it's it's actually you doing you yeah it's like a mega contribution because that raises the vibration exactly yeah yes that is so true could be gardening could be anything in the world it's just like if you're doing you then you're contributing in a major way yeah it's just you doing you Yeah. yeah i love that that's that's what i wish every child could just you know, embody that. And, you know, I think as parents a lot, like parents kind of want to mold children and that's where it starts that. And I think, you know, the school system, like it's where it starts where people start getting molded to like, not be who they are. Mm -hmm. And like, you're not good enough just being who you are. Like you need to be a little bit more like that, a little bit more like this. Yeah. You're, you're wearing that clothes. Like, you know, my daughter wears clothes that like is way different than the clothes that I would choose for yeah. her. It would like, she, me and her are so different. And it's been a test because ideally and rationally, I always was like preaching about how people should parent. Like you just have to fully accept them and not try and change them and just 
it's just support them for being their, their own like true self and all this stuff and then when you're actually a parent you realize all your own insecurities start coming up and your own your own places where you don't fully accept yourself and um that's been really interesting and so i, I have compassion for parents and for the children and i just think it's important as parents we have to really like really really work on letting go of that controlling and molding of children and really allowing them to be and i'm speaking to myself too you know because i'm learning still but like really allowing them to be exactly who they are and loving them unconditionally totally however that might look you know mm -hmm. however they want to be is she an artist no my no. daughter not really into art no <laughs> really into organizing things she likes to organize her belongings. She likes shopping. She likes um, pretty much everything that's the exact opposite of me. She loves. And oh so, I'm, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. She likes to cut her hair really short. She has long, long hair down to here, you know, like all like golden from the sun, like this big horse mane. And nope, she wants to keep cutting it shorter and shorter. And she's like, she likes the conservative, like, Wow. You know, <laughs> I love her so much. She's my, my queen and we're just so different. So we learn from each other. That's so beautiful. Is she like a little mom with the baby? She's amazing with him. She's watching him right now. She's babysitting. She's 10 and he's two and a half. I'm nine years apart from my brother and I was the older, I'm the older one. Okay. Yeah. Similar then. Yeah. Very interesting dynamic. I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. It's really cool. Um, do you have any like closing words to share? I mean, you said so much in inspiring, honestly, in terms of people honoring their voice, but finding it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we, we, you know, we can all work on giving one another permission to just be who we are and I think that's kind of feeling like the theme of this conversation and of my day today is like just really honoring who we are individually okay. and shining and that is how we can create a beautiful world is by just being who we are and just really loving ourselves yes <laughs> and not stressing out in some kind of process to like find who you are right. you know yeah. It seems really stressful for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. The stress will actually block our true um, light from shining in. The stress is like, um, it will, it kind of, the stress and anxiety kind of like cut off our connection to our souls or to God, goddess, great spirit. Mm -hmm. So I know we're living in bit of stressful times but if we can all just try and relax a little bit and just yes. be kind and loving we don't need to fight and divide ourselves up so much we can just love each other what other tools do you have do you meditate or no um i i'm a single mom and i'm with my my kids all the, i'm with my toddler 24 hours a day i'm with my daughter you know when she's not at school and stuff so I don't really have time to meditate. I barely have time to go pee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm painting my little ones like crawling on top of me and grabbing the paints and doing crazy things. So 
no just life is my meditation mm-hmm. just life and as I'm cooking and cleaning and working and painting and mothering it's it's all just a meditation mm-hmm. music I guess music is like my biggest joy and self-care and I never ever will be painting without music on I won't even be in my life without like I only don't have a music on right now because I'm doing this but I have music on like 24 hours a day mm-hmm. not, not when I'm sleeping but yeah. the, yeah, that's like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning I like go straight to my computer get get the music I want to have get my speaker on and like boom the house is like booming nice and then it's all about being present right in the moment like you're talking about even cleaning and cooking and these things it's like it's all meditation when you bring presence to it yeah presence and intention and um love so powerful where can people find your work i mean instagram for sure isabel mariposa galactica Mm -hmm. that means um, galactic butterfly. Ooh, I love butterflies. <laughs> um, you can find my work um, on Instagram. I also have an Etsy page where I sell my work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um, Isabel Mariposa Galactica Etsy. You can just Google it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm in the process of making a new Oracle card deck that will be out hopefully some point in the near future and a lot of cool new projects that I'm excited to share with everyone and really cool yeah yeah, I'm just so inspired right now (laughs) is the deck also through the same publishing company or I'm not sure I haven't um solidified who the publisher is going to be but I'm actually going to write it myself okay um yeah and it's going to be with my new art and um yeah yeah there's and I also do tattoos. I didn't really talk about that, but that's another conversation. I do hand poke tattoos. That's another big part of my work and what I do. Hand poke tattoo ceremonies here on Kauai. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn. We could go for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do another one or something sometime. Yeah. Well, or at least we'll talk. I'm, I'm definitely um, excited to, to know you and I'm so grateful you showed up for this and everyone should check out her art like for real um and now chelio can share with us um i'm here here. okay now okay oh my gosh (laughs) so so uh isabel um i I do my artwork uh, uh, in totally catharsis. You know what I mean. So I perceive the energy about you, about the discussions. I to I I I want I I want to be and maxim honest with my artwork, and then now I try to read what I see in this can happen today about you and the discussion, okay? So, uh, we uh, have, I think is you, and, and uh, you watch lateral, not in front, like you watch in the past from, uh, from where you come. And um, have a two, like antenna connection, is part of the brain 
one is uh, rational uh, one is irrational but we have uh, a triangle and then is a part of esoterism esoteric things and so the other part is another esoteric esoteric things uh, and this is, is the life the town the past everything but this connection only in you so you are uh, naked with open arms to receive <laughs> the oh. energy oh. you receive the energy from the most is from the past but the direction is from to is for the irrational part sorry by english i'm not very well but I try, doing to great. i try to explain well we have behind in the in the shade I, we have a person like person but it's most energy maybe it's your kids can happen in the life but with a generous gift can you give to her to to the, your kids so wow. uh, i see i see this double connection one rational because you become from rational part this is i think a man can produce you a new life with some esoteric things you open your arms for receive your energy okay this is a person this is you watch lateral and this is something uh in the shade not in the dark in the shade because it's very relaxed face very open to the life and open to build a irrational part so this is what's up today you have a lot of balance isabel wow that is so uh, just that's so cool that's thank you oh that's just wow i'm kind of speechless i guess but what you read what you read because you are a sensitive like me you are uh you want to touch what you don't see but you perceive and then what what you feel in my words what's happening in your mind when you see oh uh, that's a sweet words? question what do you feel from his words yeah that's a good question for yeah. sure can, can you put it on big again so i can i can't see it so put it on the art again yeah Oh, okay. Um, well, so now I'm kind of thinking all the stuff you said, because that's what I heard, but I, I see and I feel um, like, kind of like fairy, like nymph energy, um, kind of like excited. Um, yeah, the one up there that's like, that's cool. That's like really just like woof connected and the hair and then the one below it, like, yeah, it's all connected. Um, and the main person, the main face is like fiery and excited though. That's what I Yeah. And I see a lot of openness like really open like yeah yeah, like yeah. Like, butterfly yeah yeah like yeah butterfly like butterfly yeah. the wings 
It's really beautiful, Chelio. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that and sharing that. It's super cool. Yeah, we'll send it to you. We'll put your name on it and we can post it and share it. It's really beautiful, Chelio. Thank you very much. Very nice energy today and new for me. Yes. Um, I open my soul for do the best, pure, honest uh, uh, artwork uh, uh, can explain what's happened to us. Yeah, you explained well what happened to us. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Telio. Okay. Yeah, nice and he's, yeah, and your website is what chelliobordine.com, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His work's amazing too. Um, so we'll say goodbye to Instagram. I'm going to log us off. However that works on this phone. Um, adios. What's that? I said adios. Adios friends. And we'll say goodbye on Facebook. Thanks Facebook.